What's going on, everybody? You are going to be listening to episode 11 of What We Know. I'm your host, Phil. And in this episode, I brought on one of my pledge sisters. Her name is Caroline Martino. That's also the third pledge sister I brought on. So shout out to Caroline for being a part of this. And to all the other girls who have been on it, Sam, Alexa, you guys are awesome. I just want to put that out there really quickly. But I just want to say that in this episode, we talked about some definitely deep subjects and maybe some touchy subjects for people. Some of the stuff we talked about was... The whole point of this episode was to talk about the show Euphoria and how it depicts a young adult teenager's life in high school or going into college, you know, struggling with either identity issues, addiction, drugs, sex, everything like that. So definitely some touchy subjects that we talked about. And we talk about how the show Euphoria is related to our lives being young adults in college. So definitely want to warn everybody about that. We talk about how some people we know have used substance abuses to cope with mental issues, talk about how people have had sex to deal with mental stuff. Stuff like that is definitely touchy subjects, but I think it's important to get that out there. I think it's important to talk about that stuff. So, you know, I obviously just want to get that out there that, you know, we're not going to discuss anything really bad about ourselves, but we're talking about people that we know personally who have gone through that. We're talking about just others who have coped with mental issues, who have coped with issues of, you know, deeper meanings than you would know. So I just want to get that out there to put that, put that on the air that it's nothing too serious we're going to be discussing, but I just want to get that out there. So enjoy this episode I'm doing with Caroline and, you know, just enjoy. I hope you guys like it. So I'm your host, Phil, and you're listening to What We Know. Is that better? Yeah. I don't know what happened. Usually the connection usually doesn't bug out. Oh, okay. I did like take my headphones off. Is that why? Like, do you have That's to have possibly it's in? possibly why. It's possibly what happened. Okay. It's, it's no problem. Um anyways. <laughs> so I like I was just saying, I think you're the third uh girl now from DDO who's been on this and the third plus sister I've had. So you're the third pie who's been yes, on Yes, yes. <laughs> I was saying you're gonna get all the pies, you're making your rounds. Yes, and I guess that that's exactly what I'm doing. So <laughs> So anyways, uh, first off, just thank you for being on. That's that's what I'm glad you're here for. Of course. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So I'm going to get right into it. So we both watched the show Euphoria. Yes. I, I didn't start watching it, I'll admit. I know it's only been one season and there's been two special episodes. I did not start watching it until a few months ago. And usually a show doesn't like hook me onto it immediately but euphoria was one of those shows where it was like once i watched the first episode i had to watch more of it i had you can't stop i had to know what happened so yeah first things first i'm gonna ask when you first started watching euphoria did you immediately think to yourself oh my god i can relate this to something that happened to me when i was in high school or something that's even happened to me now because the whole point of the show is you know, young high school senior kids getting ready for college, but at the same time, they're experimenting and they're showing each other's right. lives, how they each come from different backgrounds, how everybody has a different, unique problem in their life and showing that even though one person may look like they're living the good lifestyle, they're not actually living that good lifestyle. So mm-hmm. for you personally, was there anything has there ever been something in euphoria that's made you think this is exactly like how my life is, or I've done something like this in my life? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually funny that you say that. So, I mean, f- with Rue, for example, 
like wow i'm i'm gonna get a little deep here it's okay um (laughs) um a lot of her uh struggles with like mental health is like was super relatable for me at least like i do have like she has like ocd and like depression and like anxiety i think i have like panic disorder generalized anxiety disorder i've struggled with depression in the past Mm -hmm. like i have like very similar like compulsive thoughts that she has and you know what also is very relatable was like poor you know using poor coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. like to deal with you know mental health struggles and definitely not so much in high school but definitely in my earlier years of college you know partying like substances are very like I I related to the whole like wanting to escape yeah type of vibe that you know Rue's really going through obviously not to the extent like she's addicted to some hard shit yeah and so she's <laughs> definitely on the but, hard drug side where hopefully, yeah, hopefully yeah, nobody we know is like that hopefully nobody, ho- hopefully, hopefully hopefully no one we know is like that mm-hmm. but um that definitely was probably the biggest thing that I could relate to mm-hmm yeah, I think what I always found intriguing about the show is, you know, I have friends, too, who, like you said, also have gone through mental health problems and, and issues like that. And I think for me, I've seen it. I've never personally, you know, gone through it. But have I seen other people I know go through those things that what happened to the characters in Euphoria? Absolutely. You know, there are people, you know, you look at someone like even Maddie and Nate in that show they're in probably the most toxic relationship you can ever think about yet one mm-hmm. of them keeps going back to the other because they can't get enough of one another yeah i find that so relatable because i've seen people in toxic relationships not to that extent but just to the extent of they feel like that's their person forever like they don't right. ever they they don't need someone else in their life there's never going to be another person in their life but to right. them, that one person is their whole life and they can't escape that person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've certainly definitely been in um, a couple situations where I don't want to say toxic. I guess maybe I've definitely been in toxic situations in relationships um, in high school. Mm. I had a really um, long term, like a three year thing with this kid and it was pretty toxic and none of us broke it off for the longest time because we really thought that like oh well we love each other so we have to stick through it and that's kind of what what happens with Nate and Maddie you know um they they literally said it to each other like verbally like they they said it out loud they were like we we know this is wrong but like I love you and like Mm -hmm. obviously I've never experienced anything to the extent of like because Nate physically abuses her yes so that's definitely something that I personally cannot relate to like domestic violence has never been like a thing I relate to but the idea of definitely like not being able to let go of something that you know is wrong for you Mm. definitely I've been through and it took me a very long time to like end that relationship with that kid in high school and it it went on for way too long and that's also definitely something that I relate to with Nate and Maddie yeah and what I always found uh, amazing too because we're going uh, going speaking more about Nate's character in that show is you know he's the high school jock he's the star quarterback you know they have that typical stereotype of he's the jock asshole kid who thinks he's on top of the world because his family's loaded and he's got all the answers to everything it seems but when they look closer into his life, you know, his problems go so much deeper than anything. You almost want to feel sympathy for him. But other times you're like, this person really isn't that good of a person at all. Right. Yet 
I can't help but feel sorry for right. him. And there's there's so many things where it's like I don't want to get too deep because I don't want to spoil anything, anything like that for anybody who listens to this and, and wants to go watch it now. But yeah, just the thing about Nate's character is you find out just more about him as a person and why he is the way he is because mm-hmm. of his own family life, because of his own personal issues. Yet he wants to, I think, as a person be better, but he can't he can't bring himself to do that because he feels like he has to live in high school forever when that's clearly not the case. And I, and what I always found amazing too, is I think a big part of the show also is, is acceptance. And what I mean by that is accepting the kind of person who you really are at that age, you Mm -hmm. know, high school. And even now, you know, I'm 19 years old. You're, you're what? 21. I'm going to be 22 in a few days well, on the 4th. I, I, I didn't know you turned 19. I just turned 19 in November. Oh, okay. So the thing... Happy belated. Yes. <laughs> and happy early for you. If you as well. <laughs> Thank you. So um, the, what I find... But like I was saying, acceptance is a big thing in the show. and Identity, what I, yeah. Yeah, finding your own identity too. And for me, when I was going through my high school years, I always remember, I think in my freshman year of high school, I used to have the mentality... When I was going into high school, I used to have that mentality of you need to be cool or you need to be in a popular group, you know, to ever be known. And that thought process just immediately went out the window in my freshman year of high school when I realized that you identify yourself and you are you are identified by the type of person you are. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you play sports, whether you just happen to know more people in life. It's all about being yourself. I like to believe that me being my own person is a big factor in, in, in a lot of things and a lot of decisions I've made in my young adult life so far. Yeah, what for are, sure. What are your, for you personally, would you say that like you thought this, you kind of have had the same thought process of you feel like you need to find your true identity or you didn't think you had a true identity until one day you realize this is who I really am and this is the person I am to other people? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, more so when I was younger, did I have like this type of struggle because, you know, before I matured and like learned Mm -hmm. when I was very young, even like in eighth grade and like early high school, I was under the impression that you had to find like almost as to put it in today's terminology, like find your aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're the band kid, you're the you're the Tumblr girl, you're the pop, the cheerleader girl, like, you know. I thought that there was like certain types Mm -hmm. and then I had to like find my aesthetic. And I also found myself being something that I'm not because it's like something that I wanted to be. And definitely in college, I'd say is when I really stopped caring about like trying to put myself in a box or like trying to find what box I'm in. Mm -hmm. And you know, I feel like that's when you realize that there's no such thing and you have to just be who you are regularly. And if you fit into one box, fine. If you have a leg in one box and an arm in the other box, that's fine too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. There's, there's different, I feel like the, what makes it toxic and challenging for kids and their identity is them thinking that there's, they have to fit one stereotype to a team. And I agree. Because and you, you can be part of one more than the other, like. 
I was in the drama club mm-hmm. and that was part of my identity for a while, but I would definitely say now I'm not really a theater kid. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, you know, yeah, no, because for me, I think in high school I was, I would associate myself as that person who I was not popular, but at the same time, I wasn't that kid that people looked at and thought, you know, I don't ever want to, I don't want to go near that kid. I don't want to talk to that kid. <laughs> you weren't an outcast. I wasn't an outcast. Yeah. I was, I was in the I was same known. boat. People, I was kind of just there. People knew who I was. Nobody right. did, just looked at me and said, oh, that kid's weird. Like, I wasn't, I'm not trying to even make, you know, hype myself up, but that's how I would consider myself. I wasn't popular right. in high school. I didn't consider myself a popular kid. Would I say that I was, oh, you know, chill though with the, I guess you could say, well-known kids? Yeah, absolutely. I would say I was known among them, but I wasn't like anything special, (laughs) if (laughs) if I could put it that way. But, you know, that's a big thing in high school. Like when, especially I think the later years of your high school career, when you're in uh, like the end of your junior year, senior year, you start realizing who's, I feel like you truly start realizing who's going to really be a part of your life and who's not going to be. Because I can say this, that, and it's no offense to my friend group in high school, but after we graduated high school, I think some of us definitely drifted apart. And naturally, naturally, not even yeah. like there was beef, that there was drama. You know, it was just you realize you drift apart. You're going your separate ways in life. You know, that person, even though you like them as a person, you, you think they're a good person to have be friends yeah. with. They're not going to be someone that you see for the near future. You'll talk to them, but will you say that I can talk to this person every single day? No. Like, I don't have to talk. There are some people now who, from high school, I talk to only once every couple of weeks or even months. Right. You know, it's nice to catch up, but is it something that I... It's, yeah. That it's a priority, number one, for me? No, it's not. Not the same as it used to be. No. And And I think as it relates with Euphoria, that's exactly the situation with Rue and, like, her childhood friend. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, you know absolutely. they they drift apart, and you know, what was her name? Lexi. Yes. Yeah, Lexi was you know nerdy. You know she was, and Rue was a party girl, mm-hmm. and they drifted apart. But you know, in, in the show, can we can we talk about the show and put like a spoiler warning, or should we not talk about the show like that? You can do whatever. I I mean, we'll say <laughs> we'll say in advance spoiler warning. So if anybody, yeah. So I feel like definitely like times bring you back together to those people even if you're not as close like with Rue and Lexi she was Rue was in a dark place Mm -hmm. and she needed Lexi and they ended up you know rekindling that relationship even though Rue was using her in the beginning yeah Rue was yes that was different see the thing about Rue's character that I found intriguing was you know I think what what I will say too about high school especially in a place like Staten Island of all places you know some kids, you truly don't know what they're going through. You could be such yeah. great friends with this person and you think that, oh, my God, like you're such a nice person. You probably have such a great life at home. And, and they go home to either an abusive parent, right. an abusive sibling, anything like that. They go <laughs> home and family's not able to put food on the table that night. And with Rue's character, it's not exactly that she didn't have it all, but she had the, you know, a mother and father, a younger sister, father dies of cancer. And it drove her, it drove her down the wrong path because the reason, and it's, it's kind of fucked up, but it's a spoiler warning. The reason why Rue started using was because her dad was on painkillers. 
Yep. Yeah, and she that's... took she took like an opioid mm-hmm. of his. And that's just for root. Yeah. And what I think is amazing about the show and it and it captures the teenage embodiment. Right. And because teenagers like our age are trying stuff. They're experimenting. And especially yeah. for them, they really take on the personality of a high school student of they think if I do drugs, I'm I'm better than these kids. They if think they're I, the shit. If I <laughs> if if I'm having sex with girls or you know, guys, I'm, I'm better than everybody. I'm awesome. And right. some people will look, but some people will look at that and say, yo, like you're the shit for that. Or, you know, you're a whore, a slut, you're this, you're that. And you're damned if you do. And you're damned if you don't. Exactly. And that I loved so much about watching Euphoria because I'm thinking to myself the entire time watching it too. I'm thinking this is definitely something I can relate to because again, I'm on saying, so many levels. On so many levels. So yeah. many levels. Not even just the identity thing. Just everything about it. You have friends, classmates who are figuring out their sexuality. I mean, I didn't personally, you know, have no, that I type of have identity find, crisis. I didn't, but me, I, I did have people to close that. to me who, you know, were coming into themselves in that matter. I mean, look at Kat. Like, she becomes a completely different person. See, and Kat is something... form. No, and, and Kat, Kat's character is my favorite because Kat's character does remind me of some people I know too. Kat's character has definitely reminded me of people I know because right. it's like with Kat's perspective is Kat was this girl who was on the heavier side, if you want to put it that way. And she felt like nobody was wanting her and she was okay with that she was okay with living yeah she just she just accept that's how sad is that she accepted that like oh i'm a plus size girl so boys won't want me mm-hmm. the fact that she convinced herself that and it's just a, so heartbreaking but it's 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 true there are mean people out there and and especially too i've seen we've all seen it firsthand too of people disrespect girls just because of the way they look and yeah, you know i i i've never been that kind of guy who looks at a girl and says they're on the heavier side I don't like them or you know they're like this so I don't like them for that right. you know there it there it goes a lot deeper than the way you look on the outside it's all about what's right. within if, think about that I mean how you said how how boys feel a certain type of way like about what their preferences are do you remember when they were listing all of Nate's misogynistic standards for women that like he would not date girls or wear sneakers. They had to have no body hair. Like this was unacceptable. That was unacceptable. Like, mm-hmm. and the, they, they literally say that Nate went for Maddie because she was hairless. She was hairless. She <laughs> like, was skinny. What, she was all that. Like, she yeah. Was... Like what, a, what an unrealistic standard to mm-hmm. have like, Oh, I'm a woman. So I shouldn't have any hair in my arms or like anywhere else. We're, we're human beings. Like, and I, I really appreciated how they, as much of a dick as it makes him out to be, I'm happy that the writers put that in the show because there are high school boys that really do think that way. They have all these standards. If you don't mark off the checks of like X, Y, and Z, they won't date you. And and that's the, I, I'm glad and it's you the brought truth. that. I'm glad, personally, you brought up that specific point about high school boys because was I definitely, did I definitely see people in high school like talk about a girl, like a girl would walk by it sounds almost stereotypical or cliche, but it's true. You would see a girl walk by 
and she would just be doing her own thing. She'd be walking to class, anything like that. And you'd see a group of boys in the hallway. You'd see guys, just, you know, as she's walking by, start making fun of the way she walks, makes fun of the way she or looks. Or objectify her. That's, that's exactly the problem, especially with the younger generations now, and especially our generation too, because when I talked to my dad a few weeks ago, I actually had a conversation with him. It was when we were watching the show Cobra Kai. And the whole point, again, with that show too, it's like, it, again, takes on high school things about I hide behind a phone and I can say this mean stuff about this girl and it's no big deal. And I'm not going to get in trouble for it. They think they're not going to get in any trouble for it. That's the same thing with Euphoria too. Look at what ends up happening to Kat. Kat yep. and Joe loses her virginity and what happens? The video of, of her losing her virginity gets leaked. And awesome. that's the kind of shit that happened in, in, in high school. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the kind of shit that happens. And of, of course, it's it's illegal, but that is literally what happens in high schools. And it's terrible. I mean, I'm pretty sure me and you could both say that there, we bef- we definitely have related to a, that happening to a classmate. Oh, yeah, that definitely. I like I videos and pictures being spread. And what's what's scary about it, too, is it's like the, the scariest thing about it is, you know, obviously the <laughs> teachers are going to end up becoming aware of it. They're going to yeah. like that happened, too, because you talk we, we say how obviously it's, it's illegal. Like that happened where there were times where a classmates, you know, pictures of them got leaked and it was brought to school safety. It was brought to the attention of teachers. And of course, it had to be handled in a manner where person's not going to jail for it, basically. Yep. And that's that's a big deal. And. And again, like going back to Kat's character, Kat, after that one experience, it was like her whole perspective on herself changes. And that's the thing, too. And I think it and I think, you know, me and you and other people can definitely relate. But for a high schooler, if if when they get into those situations where, you know, their body's changing, they start experimenting, they start thinking about boys, girls, other in, in other matters than that your whole mindset sees a complete, you know, 180. It goes through a complete 180. You start thinking, maybe I need this to be happy. Maybe I need a girl to be happy. Maybe I need alcohol. Maybe I need drugs. That is such an important thing about our generation personally and the younger generations growing up is they feel like they need that stuff to be happy and be successful in life. But it's not all that. It's really not. Right. I can't imagine a time where when I was in high school, you know, I never went to, I never partied in high school. I just wasn't that kind of kid. (laughs) I wasn't that kind of kid who went to parties, you know, the joining the fraternity was one of the, you know, reasons why I started going out a lot more. And the only reason why I joined Kappa Sig to begin with was because I just wanted to have a more expandable social life. I wanted to meet new people. I wanted to, meet others who have same interests as me, same common likes as me. I just wanted right. to do that. I wasn't all about partying, drinking, all that stuff that a typical fraternity stereotype would be. I'm not all about that. Is it a, could it be an added bonus, would you say? Yeah, it could be. But is it all that for me? No, it's not just all about that for me. It's right. not. And in, in Euphoria too, what I've noticed so much is a big thing, like we talk about relationships, What's another thing, too, like another relationship that isn't toxic, but it's the same thing. Look at um, Cassie and McKay in that show. McKay, oh, yeah. McKay, same thing. He's, uh, 
not a high school jock, but this is where his situation is different. He's a high school football player who goes to college and, you know, his family has high hopes of him going to the NFL. But the thing about McKay is he personally realizes, I don't think this is for me. I don't know if this is what I want to do. And what happens when he goes to his dad about that? His dad says, no, it's all in your head. It's just all in your head. You got to know that you're actually worth this. And that's a big thing that some adult parents don't understand. Some adult parents live off their kid because they didn't do what they wanted to do when they were younger. Mm -hmm. And I think that's his his dad really just set like the most unfair standard for him. Like the pressure that was on McKay was literally driving him crazy. Mm -hmm. And he was going crazy on the show. Yeah. Oh, he definitely was. And on and, top of pledging, I mean, even though their depiction of pledging was a little weird. Well, I think there's the, it I like all happens in like one night. Like, come on. Oh no, yeah, which is definitely not the fair precedent to set. It's I not, wish. It's not all. Oh yeah, I, that my art process would have been a lot quicker if that had been the case. But no, it wasn't like that. Um, but what I uh, what I notice about that too is. I, what I love about that is, again, going through the same, it, it perfectly uh, tangles the embodiment of a teenager's mindset of, hey, maybe I should do this because I might look cooler when I do it. Or maybe I should do this because that might make me seem more popular among yeah. people. It's not like that. It's really, and I, and I swear, it's not like that at all. It's really not. We, we see it too. We live our own lives right now. Even with obviously pre-COVID, we were we were having a lot of fun just doing us, and I right. loved it. I loved doing what we did because it was like it was like perfectly experiencing how your college life should be. It was perfectly going through what a young, you know, adult should be should be doing in college, and that's right. living their life. Yeah, you know, go to school, live your life. You have a job, make money at your job. You do this, then go do that. You want to do this? Is this your passion? Then absolutely go and do it. Like when I immediately remember my first or second week at CSI, one of the first things I did was go to the radio station because that was a big thing I want to do in life. And I right. thought, and I thought, hey, if I can go practice this on campus, I can do this for for real in the future. And yeah, before the pandemic it was a big thing for me and it's one of the many things I miss pre COVID and actually going to campus and yeah, I miss campus too. Everybody misses campus. Who doesn't (laughs) at this point in time, who doesn't miss it? But I think I have never ever in my life had as much fun as I did in like a, in like a school setting experience than when I ended up joining Greek life and, and in euphoria, I think the difference between what actually, I guess you could say, happens between what happens in euphoria is, I guess you can say everybody has, like, expectations of themselves. Not that every, not that we don't, but the expectations are a little bit stereotypical. Like, one, peop, like one person has to think they're, they have to be rich to be successful in life. One person has to think they have to go to the NFL and be professional. Another yeah. person thinks that just drugs are going to ruin their life and that's what it is there is always a way to turn your life around and i do think those way- things are like pretty realistic i mean i i see so many people 
talking about how euphoria is like so over-dramatized and that's not how high school is at all really and, like i, I personally disagree. disagree with that because i feel like everything that happened in euphoria is something that either happened to me or happened to someone i knew mm-hmm. and i think unfortunately i think that even though that's the reality i guess a lot of people a lot of people didn't want Euphoria to be aired for those reasons. And I feel like people should kind of know that that's, that high school can get that serious. High school can like get that serious, can, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. How do you feel? You, you, you think it was, like, stereotypical, I, like, not accurate? Some of it, some of it, I would say, can go through, can be a little bit like, okay, maybe that's a little bit stereotypical. But other points of it, I'm thinking, that's perfect. This is exactly, I know someone like this. Like, some parts of it, I'm thinking maybe it's just because there are some parts where I'm like, oh, I can relate to this 100%. And then there's other parts where I'm like, eh, maybe I personally didn't experience that, so I wouldn't know. But yeah. would I say most of it is realistic? Yeah. Most of it yeah. sets realistic expectations of this person's probably living this family life and you just don't know it. Or you think this person's on top of the world because they get to do this, but it's not like that. I mean, there's so many people I know who you would think they go home and live like such a nice, happy life, but then they would come to school the next day crying because of something that happened at home. Right. And I experienced that a lot too with my friends. I never experienced that with my personal household, but I experienced it with my other friends where they would come to school and you just immediately looked at them and you said, okay, what's wrong? Like, why are you upset? Like, cause you look, you look down. And you're wondering what happened. And I've had to, I've had to definitely have therapy sessions with my friends because, you know, some of them will call me upset, call me crying. You know, I've had experiences personally where my friends have literally cried in my arms about something that's upset them. And that's a big thing too. And, And I think in euphoria too, of just feeling like you need a person in your life who's always Mm going to make you feel better no matter how severely down you may be right and i think that's what made rue's attachment and obsession with jules like so unhealthy because she had so many issues going on in her life she she was struggling finding happiness and she put that responsibility on jules without even without even jules knowing she puts Jules on this pedestal and says, you're my happiness. You're the person that's making all this shitty stuff go away. My, my addiction, my, my, my mom problems, my dead dad problems, all of Rue's issues. She, Jules made all those go away for her. And that like pressure on Jules was a lot. And look what happens. The minute Jules slips out of her fingertips, she, she relapses. And now you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't like make other people the source, the the only source of mm. your happiness. I think what I always loved too about Rue and Jules's uh, relationship is like you said, Jules was another person too. When they go through her backstory, she grows up. Jules is a transgender person who is still, who growing up was not accepted because it was like her parent, her mother treated it like it was a mental illness that she was thinking right. that she was a, a girl when she was a boy, you know, it, and it, it was a whole big deal for her mother that her mother ended up putting her in a mental in, mental institution. Terrible. And Jules went through like depression, 
you know, cl- like, you know, clinical depression, thought that she was crazy, thought that something was personally wrong with her. And that's a big thing, too, is because I think especially now in 2021, a lot of people are realizing that it's okay to come out and say who you truly are. It's okay if you come out and say you're bisexual. It's okay if you come out and say you're transgender. It's okay to do that stuff. I personally work with someone who is who is in the midst of transitioning. Right. I work with someone like that. I think the fear comes from, though, like, I will agree with you, it is a lot better in this day and age Mm. with acceptance. But I really commend old people in the LGBTQ community because even though it's more generally accepted, there's still so many hate crimes that they face. Oh, absolutely. And transgenders in particular. And I can totally understand why Rue's, not Rue, Jules' character is so complex because, yes, she's she's free to be herself, but, like, there's always going to be people, awful, awful, awful people that will judge you for something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's really such... A struggle. Yeah, I couldn't. I, mean, I, I could not. E- I could not even imagine. Yeah, how like, how brave you have to be. No, Honestly, and, really brave. No, and, and strong. For me, yeah, and and for me, I always remember the first time I had an experience where a friend of mine came to me and said, "I'm, you know, bisexual, or I'm this, or I'm that," and you know, it kind of shocked me at first because. For me, that was a first. No one has ever come out to me and said, yeah, I'm not straight. And I was like, wait, really? Like, you're not? And then it was like, from that point on, I met so many more people like that. And other people who I had already knew had, you know, said to me, oh, yeah, like, I'm I'm also this. I'm also not straight. I'm also bisexual. I'm actually gay. I'm actually a lesbian. And, and I said, and you know what? I'm the least judgmental person out there. So I said, you know what? If that's how you feel, good for you then. If that's what makes you happy, go right ahead. Do what you want to do. Yeah, that should be everyone's opinion. It's not, not going <laughs> to affect. If, if, if that's how you are, go right ahead. I'm not going to judge you for anything. So yep, Come as you are. Yes. And I have no problem with it. And what, what, I, what I love about uh, Rue and Jules is Jules is that one person who has... I think, and it's, this is a big thing for me. I have seen people I know leave other friends because they can't deal with that person's problems anymore. And I remember my friend actually told me, because the first time that happened, I asked her about it. I, I asked my friend, I said, is it true that some people actually leave others because they can't deal with that other person's like personal problems that they're having? Yeah. And she said to me, she was like, yeah, like I've had people do that. And I said, that's fucked up. Like, if oh, you're, like you're too much for me, like you're a lot to handle type of thing. And I said, I was like, if that's your friend, how are you just going to say, I can't deal with you anymore. I'm done with your problems. I'm out. And yeah. what I love about Jules and Rue is Rue has had literally gone on, had literally overdosed on fentanyl in the show, which, which could have killed her. And the first thing that happened was Jules was called and Jules was right there for her and spent the night with Rue, made sure she was alive, made sure she was safe. Other people, some other people in that situation would hear about their friend overdosing and and think it's not my problem. Think I don't have to deal with that. They The the great thing about Jules, too, is not only was she there for her, but she also 
she also didn't put up with it. She told her, she's like, I will not be in your life if you don't get help. Mm-hmm. And that really, I feel like, what was the flame under Rue's ass to really motivate yeah. her to stay clean. Yeah, and that's the thing that I've definitely had to do also for, for people. I'm not going to say I've been an, an asshole about it, but other people I've right. known, when they aren't doing something, I say to them, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't give them an ultimatum of, oh, if you don't do this, I'm not going to be friends with you. But I, ha- I tell them, I tell them the blunt, honest truth. I'm like, you are not happy right now, but you will be if you do this. Or you will feel so much better once this happens. That's a very, very big deal for me, is giving people the blunt and honest assessment. You, don't, you can't coddle people to an extent anymore. You have to sometimes give them, you know, I don't want to say tough love, but you have to show them... A, you have yeah, to tell them, hey, is. you're not doing well right now. And you either need help or you need to do this in order to make yourself happy. And I've had to definitely be in those situations before where I've said to people or I've said to myself, even like, am I really happy right now doing this? Am I really happy wanting to do this? Do I actually want to do this? Is this seriously what I want? I've had to say that to myself sometimes. But for me, it's a it's a it's a thing of motivation you know I say to myself if I tell myself I can't do it I'm not going to do it but if I tell myself when I push myself that I can do this and I'm willing to do this and I'm capable of doing it I'm going to do it so that's that's a big thing and especially for me and you being college students this is the point in your life where you realize once you finish college it's the real world you're I'm so close to the finish too don't (laughs) tell me that I'm sorry if that's like (laughs) But but but, but no, but because true. I've had similar conversations with some of my other friends. They've said, uh, we've talked about it. Like when we were graduating high school, I will always remember. He just said, don't remind me I'm graduating. We're graduating high school because then that means basically I can go off into the real life now. I actually have to like have adult yeah. responsibilities now. I can't just go through life like strolling by, you know, hoping I have help along the way. I have to give myself the help we really took it for granted oh. being younger no, no none of that okay. but then then you realize when you turn when you turn 18 19 years old you're like oh man i gotta really start getting on top of this stuff and that's the thing too is mm-hmm. i think i think getting into more on that topic too about when your real life actually starts what i think is so amazing too is i've seen how my parents are in their when they were growing up they have told uh, they have told me personal stories about them growing up and you know my dad or my mom has said when they were growing up you know either they 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 had you know good households growing up in and that's why they are the people they are and that's why I'm the person I am is because of my parents I'm the person I'm the person I am because of my mom and because of my dad and you know that's a big deal is when you grow up and and the same thing goes to the you know characters in euphoria you are the person you are in my opinion because of your family it is all about how you grow up and how you believe you're going to how you think you're going to be when you turn you know your parents age when you turn at a certain age like when you're 21 and you're legal age to drink you're legal age to do this and legal age to do that for me I had a friend one time who grew up in one of the worst households ever, like literally grew up in the not ideal household. And 
Yeah. You would think that since they grew up in that household, they're going to turn out exactly like their family. How to, the, but some of them end up having a complete 180 and don't end up being like that. And that I always find uh, a, a extraordinary, personally, that someone can grow up in the, one of the yeah. worst households, an abusive household, if, if anything, and grow up and be one of the nicest people ever. I always think that that's, that that's, uh, that's something to me. I always find that amazing. Yeah. I mean, for... yeah. I mean, you, you certainly, you certainly can come out of a, a, a bad family life. And, and oh yeah. Really I mean, for though. you, would you say that, like, would you agree with me that your family has played a role in the way that you are now? Oh yeah. I mean, I definitely think that not everything is from my parents. I definitely think there are, you know, aspects of your life that shape who you are outside of the home. But I do think that you are a product of your environment to a large extent. I definitely think that a lot of who I am is from mm-hmm. how I was raised, but I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. like to a T there's definitely other factors. Oh that, yeah. Like, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, I've never had the feeling of also like, you know, I've never gone out of my way to do something that I know my parents wouldn't want me doing. I never said, "Hey, I'm," I, you know. Well, maybe I have, but even if I did, maybe I have. <laughs> we all maybe. have. We probably yeah. have. We probably Come have. On. I don't want to. I'm not going to say what if if there is anything, but I've never. I wouldn't say I've never done anything. I don't really have a lot of regrets in my life. I'll be honest. Do I have some? Yeah. In my young adult life, have I had some regrets that I've done the past? few years even yeah absolutely who doesn't have regrets everybody has stuff that they wish they can go in a time machine and tell themselves hey please don't do this it's it's gonna end up going bad for you and you're not gonna like it what happens to you but have i mostly been happy with the choices i've made yeah i can't uh i can't say that i'm you know here now doing this podcast with you and say that I hate everything I've done in the past few years of my life. I pretty much love every single thing I've done. So that's important. Yeah. I mean, I, wow, you're better than me. I would definitely but that's okay. decisions. But that's, but that's okay because <laughs> I've done – because have I lost some friendships over stupid stuff? Yes. Have I gained a friendship that I probably shouldn't have? Yeah, I have. Have I said the wrong thing at the wrong times? Yeah. I think I pretty much did that like two weeks ago with one of my friends. I said – I said <laughs> I said something to them and I was like, oh, I probably should not have said that. It's like immediate regret <laughs> of, oh, man, that's not. I'm like, immediate oh, man, regret. that's not what I should have said. I should not have done that. Yeah, that exactly. That came out wrong. And, but at the end of the day, what is so important for me and you, and I think it goes for our Pledge Brothers, our Pledge Sisters, our, our brothers and sisters and Kappa Sig and, and, and DDO, Everything like that, it's all about respect. It, just respect. Give each other respect and you will get the same back. Yeah. And that is one of the main yep. things I love about all of you girls specifically is you're easy to talk. You're easy to talk to. Aww. You're very easy to talk to. If one of if if one of us is having an issue, I feel like for me personally and and, and I've definitely gone to you for stuff and I've gone to Sam, I've gone to Alexa, I've gone to Caitlin, I've gone to I've gone to a lot of people and you yeah, work, with, work Stephanie. with Stephanie and I've said, I'm like, you know what? I'm having this personal issue. 
I need to talk to it about somebody. I need your advice because I feel like you can give the best advice. And that's, and that's, that's a big thing. That's definitely something that I, I definitely appreciate as, and from not just you guys, but for everybody I know, you know, if you're there for me at a time where I feel like I'm, I don't want to say down, but feel like I'm not doing something right. Or I feel like I'm doing something wrong and I need reassurance from somebody or, I need to talk to somebody about this. It's good to know that you can have one person in your life, at least one person in your life who you can go to because there are other people who don't have that. And it sucks. And it's, and it's sad that there are people like that who feel like they're not worthy, who feel like they don't have any value, who feel like they're not important. And I hate that personally. I really, I really do. I hate the people who, definitely can be some of the more beautiful people I know inside and out and they look at themselves and say I am the ugliest person alive or I suck as a human being and I'm thinking what the fuck are you on yeah because people people have insecurities no matter what Mm. they look like like I don't think I'm the ugliest person but I definitely have negative thoughts about myself sometimes I feel feel like that's like everybody has had thoughts about themselves where they look at themselves and think oh my god like am i really is 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 there a reason why people don't like this about me or maybe am i too am i too this am i too that like i think i would say i actually about to tell something to you that i've never confessed like out in the open so you'll be the first to hear it (gasps) no way don't put that on me (laughs) no it's okay that's fine (laughs) oh I've never said I, okay because oh my, my my family some of my family listens to this so <laughs> I hope that I hope they're okay with it <sighs> I hope I don't get like a call tomorrow and say are you okay do you need to yeah from, from one of my mom. family members saying, are you okay do you need to no that's I'll just put that out there I first of all before I get into it I'm fine now this was back in like sophomore year of high school so I'm fine now <laughs> but no in, I okay. would say my sophomore year of high school I like had a night where it was like a Friday night and there was, like, a girl who I was talking to. And, like, it ended. Like, I was just in the talking stage. I didn't get any further than that. And at that time, I was just, I remember saying to myself when it was, like, ended, I just, like, had a moment where I looked at myself and I just said, is it me? Like, am I, am I not good looking? Is there something about my personality? Like, what, what is it about me? Because... It's the doubt the of doubt. yourself. You know, that was when I think I was at my most insecure because I said to myself, is it really just me? Like, am I really like just this? Am I unattractive? Do I not have a good personality? You know, that's what I had said to myself a long, a long time. But for, you know, at that moment in time, I had said, am I really just like this? Is this why girls don't like me? Is this why I'm not like have a bunch of girls texting me and whatnot? But then like when I had gotten a month or so later, I had gotten into a long-term, my first ever long-term relationship. And it was like all that reassurance just comes back to you of, wow, I can do this. I can be that person of, right. Hey, like, it's like you start thinking heavy of yourself. You start thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm attractive. I got a great personality. I got, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. But definitely, you definitely can still be insecure of yourself. No, you in a definitely can. I mean, I'm, I'm personally, I'm personally, 100%. I don't want to say insecure about anything in my current relationship with Liz. I definitely feel, 
I, I'm fine with the way the way everything's going currently. I'm, I'm right. okay with it. But I have noticed that in in my other friends, I I feel like I keep using the term my other friends, but it's true. Like some of my other friends have said to me, like I feel like I'm not, I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like he does this that he or she doesn't deserve me. I feel like I don't deserve to be in this relationship. I don't deserve to have this person in my life. I don't deserve to have this person love me. And that creates, oh yeah, everybody's been there. there And that creates a lot of doubts, you know, with, with people from within, you start thinking really down about yourself. You start thinking, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not, uh, I'm not the kind of person that I should be. Maybe I'm not that good. And yeah. And I just realized that even this, this even relates to euphoria. Do you remember when Kat had that classmate that had that crush on her and she couldn't believe that he genuinely liked her. She thought he just wanted to use her for sex because all the other boys were. And she genuinely like, she pushed him away because she really could not wrap her head around the fact that he actually really liked her. That's the thing too, is what have we been saying about Kat's character? Kat is a plus size girl in the show who at first in the very first episode, when we first meet her, she, she talks about how, you know, I, I, it doesn't, matter if i get a guy it doesn't matter she's accepted it she's like i'll i'll take when we go to this party tonight i'll take corona lights and i'll just drink that that's all i'll do tonight i won't even talk to a guy i won't do any of this and i hope that with anybody that we know and anybody that in in either kappa sig or ddl i really hope that nobody I really hope nobody has that mindset of I'm just going to go to this party and I'm just going to drink and I'm not even going to think anything else of it. I hope that nobody has that mindset. I hope everybody. Because right. I, I just hope want, not. I would hope not. I too. hope not. I'm social this year. This year. Everybody yeah. better be happy to be Mixer there. in a few weeks. Everybody <laughs> got to be happy. And if you're not, God, we're going to make sure you get happy. But the, no, that's a, uh, that's important. And for me, I'm a pretty positive person. I'm always you see me, if you see me out, if you see me with my friends, I'm majority of the time I'm smiling. I'm not, I'm not like sad about anything. I'm not thinking, uh, this, this sucks. I shouldn't be right. here. I'm, I'm willing to make the best of it no matter what. So I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm satisfied with being, with being around people. I'm satisfied with having a good social life and stuff like that. And euphoria. And I think what I love about, talking about this out loud and relating to real life and talking about just the show that's on TV is the people who have produced it, the people who have directed it, the people that they have cast perfectly play the, the tip, like the typical high school students. They perfect, they perfectly play yep. them. They really do. I, I mean, didn't yes, Zendaya did. win an Emmy? Zendaya yeah, won the this, Emmy yeah. for playing Rue, and uh, it's it's so it's such a it's such a great show. And I know that like whoever decides to listen to this, whether you like Euphoria or not, the whole point of this podcast specifically was, I I think for me the message I want to get out to people is just you know don't ever feel like you can't accept the person you are because of how you look, because of how you talk, because of how you eat sleep anything like that be the person you want because of your addiction rue thinks that she's a less of a person mm-hmm. because she's battling you know, addiction 
and, and other people too. Kat put herself out there more. Kat put herself out there more because she thought, oh, now that I lost my virginity, I can go out and I can get whatever guy I want and that's going to make more guys want me. It's not always the case. It's right. more of just like you have to you have to accept yourself. Accept the person you are. Accept just who you are. And even if it takes if it takes you a day to, to realize it, a week, a month, a year, however long, accept the person you are because before you know it, your young adult life is gone, your childhood is gone, everything like that. And you realize that maybe it took you too long to accept the person you are. I've, I'm personally okay with the person I am right now. I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy being who I am. I'm happy that I have the friends who I have in my life. I'm happy to be a part of Kappa Sig. I'm happy to know the girls at DDO and everybody like that. I'm happy to know those people. Because when I think about since when I think about coming to college, I think one of the first things I remember about when I first went to college is I, I remember about this was like two to three weeks before I even found out about Greek life at CSI. It was I just thought to myself, I'm just going to go to CSI. I'm going to go to try to go to the radio station and that's it. That's all I'm going to do when I'm at CSI. It wasn't about really having more of a social group, but it was just like, yeah, this is what I'll do and I'm okay with it. And then immediately, once I found out about a fraternity and I joined it, I had zero problem with it. I was very happy with it. And I'm still happy now. It definitely introduces you to a lot of friends. College in general introduces you to your, your actual goals in life college really introduces you to the person that you're going to shape out to be or you're going to go to college and you're going to think you're on one path but you end up going on another like for me personally when I went to CSI and I took a psychology class did I think I was going to be as interested in psychology as I am now no definitely not like I've had thoughts in the past before of minoring in psychology because I find it that interesting you know I've, right. I mean, I'm a psych major, and I think it's very I mean, interesting. Oh my God, I love psychology. I can go on and on about that. I really could. <laughs> Me too. I have a lot of knowledge up in my belt mm-hmm. about that. Type oh, that's of stuff. it's such an interesting course to take, especially. And it really shows you like how complex the human human nature really is. How many things affect it? You know what uh-huh. can change it why you do this, why you say that, why this person has this personality complex and like, how can that affect other people? And it, it's just, it's very, oh, yeah. very complex. I love it. I, I, I just, I think one, one of the very, one of the last things I want to say before I wrap it up, cause I don't want it to drag. I don't want it to like repeat ourselves or anything like that. One of the things <laughs> that I will say to anybody I know, and I will and I will continue to reiterate the message is no matter what you think about yourself, there is always one person out there, at least always one person or one group out there that loves you for who you are. And, and exactly. I realize that too, a lot. I think the past, I think I would say the past, to like three three or four years maybe maybe even going back as far as five years of my life is there are people who you know look at me and say that's the person you want to be friends with or 
you you do make an impact in my life or I want to hang out with you because you show you know how to have a good time you know how to make me laugh you know how to make me smile and there is always 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 and anybody who listens to this I would say there is always that one person in your life who truly does love you and respect you just because of the way you are even if it's and that really, truly that is, is all, all that matters. matters. And as, as as hopefully, all I can hope is that people feel the same way after listening towards this. I hope if if any of my, if any of Kappa Sig listens, if any of DDO listens to this, I just hope the most important thing I want to get out there is, you know, no matter what, we all love each other, love one another, respect one another, and that's that's just really important and that's always going to be my motto so right. i don't really want to drag this on or just like repeat ourselves so caro <laughs> i want to thank you i know this wasn't the longest podcast but i want to thank you for being on i truly appreciate your input your everything everything that you thank gave you. on it i really do appreciate the input you gave <laughs> of course thank we'll definitely we'll, we will definitely do fun. this again in the future Definitely we'll oh, yeah. about Star and, Wars. And also definitely excited to know that we're going to be having a COVID safe, you know, mixer in a few weeks. Because I definitely am looking. Yes. Mandatory, mandatory mask. We'll put that out there. That you have to wear a mask. Social distancing Social and wearing distancing. a mask for this mixer. Definitely. All right, Carol. Definitely. Thank you again. And I will be speaking to you soon. All right. Thank bye. Thank you.